0: Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> we bought a mic.
1: A whole new mic. We bought a con. A whole new mic. Can. 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 We bought. Mary. Agrabah. We bought a mic. That was a little bit sloppy, guys. Hello? A l- little bit sloppy.
0: Welcome to We Bought. Oh! <laughs> oh, okay. A mic. Can. <laughs> okay, okay,
2: it's Can. So it it's, can. It it's Can. It's Can. Okay. That's on YouTube. So it's, it must be true.
1: It's Canon. Uh, and it's Can. Okay. Okay. Well,
0: <laughs> while we're here at another amazing episode of We Bought a Mic, where we're talking uh, not uh, aluminum containers and not any sort of. Um, what? you know cans? <laughs> but it's are we talking cans? Uh, can you get ketchup in a can now? Is that what how it is? I don't know. Probably in like Europe. I don't want ketchup in a
2: can. I don't want ke- that. I sounds Canada. Stuff. Canada has milk in a bag. It, I mean, they're you can do they are Canada.
1: Is that where Kansas is? is can in Canada? <laughs>
0: Kansas. It's in France. Oh,
1: that's um, why. Who not- are you? Who am I talking to? I'm Ernest. Oh well, I'm Hunter. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> oh, we have a guest. We have a guest. Whoa!
3: <laughs> just appeared. Introduce number. yourself. Um, I'm Adam Sedarius. He's
2: back. In the flesh, finally. Yes. No more of that Skype delay or whatever well, it was yes. we were last
0: doing. time he was in the flesh, you weren't in the flesh. Oh, were you here for a God episode or something? I was... Wait,
3: or,
2: Wait. what? Was I just not here for an episode? Yeah, Yeah,
3: Drew. you were... Um... I think you were busy with the whole Max Keeble. Thing. <laughs> I, um, oh, yeah. Spraying the gospel. That was my dark period. I yes. was in the basement.
0: I don't even have a basement. Yes. I found someone else's. <laughs> we last had you on for Captain Marvel. Right. Yeah. Um, And now we're catching up on Aladdin, Barry, and Kun. 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 Mostly Barry this episode.
2: The back half of season two. It's very spoiler heavy, so you don't have to listen to it. Uh, at that point, but that watch point, the don't show. Listen to
1: it. Just watch the show. It's, it's so amazing.
2: good.
0: Um, it's so good.
2: So K- Kun, what happened at Kun?
1: Well,
0: it's a French film festival. It occurs every year no, right was, around the summer. I was asking more specifically, like what
2: I know. Like I know year, that this year. But what happened? Are you are you vamping? Do you need me to stall for you while you? <laughs> no, no, it? no. <laughs> I I got
0: it pulled up right here. Uh, Mexican <laughs> filmmaker Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu served as jury president mm-hmm. and his jury awarded bong jin ho's parasite the palm dua i heard that this was very good the palm dua is do i need to search <laughs> the pronunciation of that as well
3: i, think I would gonna... love to hear the
0: it's, pronunciation it's, it. it's regarded as the most prestigious award in film in film more so yeah. than the oscar for I best mean, picture
1: yeah the oscar's best picture thing uh as you can have, are, you, if you're listening are you about to point, talk
0: shit about Green Book right
1: now? I think I am about to talk <laughs> shit no, about Green Book.
2: No, don't do it. We don't do oh, that. All right, all right, if I can right, get right, my Green Book is ra- great. Radio silence.
0: <laughs> is that a baby? Pandua. Pandua. Okay. Pandua,
2: that, as it's called. That doesn't provide much clarity. That's like recorded on like a flip phone. It's Pandua. Come
1: on. Okay. Okay. Emma's so, saying okay. on YouTube, so, you got
2: to get better.
1: That was bad. That was a bad video. All right, so Pong Jun Ho, um, he made Snowpiercer and Oakja, which I have not seen Oakja.
3: Really good movie.
1: I've heard that I've heard Big good fan. things about Netflix original Oakja, or maybe it was was Oakja also acquired at Cannes? Yeah,
3: like, it, well, no, no, it was already a Netflix movie, but then I think they premiered it at Cannes before they. Oh, uh, okay. Um, didn't Netflix get banned from Cannes or something? Yes, or not yeah, banned, yeah. but like kind of they got shined. they got kind of yeah. blacklisted
1: uh, uh, yeah. a little yeah. bit. Uh, because of the whole Roma incident last year. Right. Um but yeah, I've heard really good things about Parasite. Also, uh Once Upon a Time at Hollywood premiered, the Six new Tarantino. 6 minute standing ovation
0: for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
1: Yeah.
2: People, I will say
1: people loved it. These I I
2: hope it's good and I expect it to be a certain level of good, but when you hear about ovations at these festivals, <laughs> it's almost never a good yeah. indicator. Like you'll hear that like a
0: really mid-ass movie got a big <laughs> ovation. Well, especially it can, cuz I, I don't know. you. I've never been to Cannes, but the stories that I hear from it are like movies will get these really, really stretched out uh, ovations uh, or people will like boo yeah. for like 10 minutes or like huh.
1: walk out. Well, that's what I was going to say is I think that it was uh, Mulholland Drive got like booed like extru- – it had like a t- – two or three minutes of just booing after the movie ended. Wow. And Mulholland Drive is an amazing movie. I, I bet Lynch loved that. Though. Oh, no, Lynch yeah. was just <laughs> like, fucking that. give it to me. He just whipped out his dick and is like, yes, this makes me hard.
3: I found a list on Twitter. It's like the longest standing ovations mm. um, in Cannes history. And the longest standing ovation is Pan's Labyrinth. 22-minute standing ovation. Why would what? you even? Why I
1: would just be like, <laughs> I'm... I'm sitting down yeah there's
3: a, that's a whole episode of the office <laughs> 2012's the Paperboy was applauded for 15 minutes so there uh. you go that fits into your middle tier kind of a well, thing so, but.
2: so yeah it's not a great indicator it's you know it's obviously a big news item but we still don't know if it's going
0: to be great or not i'm i'm really excited to see this parasite movie though because ex- uh, apparently Joon ho was not like the front runner to get the d'Or. Um, some other movies that people thought were going to get it was Terrence Malick's A Hidden Life,
1: yeah, um, or
0: uh, Almodovar's Pain and Glory. So I Dolor did y I
1: wanted to say something about A Hidden Life. Um, I'm not a Terrence Malick fan. Um, and this kind of seems like the Life of Pi too, or um, <laughs> The Tree of Life story about life in the cycle of life and existence, which is what The Tree of Life is, and right. that movie I hate the tree of life really truly i despise that i think that that's like probably one of the most pretentious movies ever made that's just me personally i I know a lot of people love it a lot of people are okay with the pretentiousness i'm okay with some pretentious stuff but i'm not into that um rocket man premiered there out of competition um yeah out of competition just showed up there it also had like a fan event this weekend which i chose to pass on um well i guess we have to talk about it next week whatever um and then what, there was Man? also yeah. Apparently, we...
3: it's
0: really good. I don't want to see Rocket
3: Man.
1: I want to see it. People said that about Bohemian Rhapsody, though, so we'll see. I like I like Edgerton. Hold on, I do let me want to get me, that let too. Let me <laughs> look at how to it. Emma says Edgerton. Oh, there you go. We found it. Now I'm really though excited for the Lighthouse. Yes, yes. This is probably my most excited movie that premiered at Cannes. It's made from a. Uh, Eggers is his name. Um, Guy Who Made The Witch, The Viva Itch, mm. which is one of the best horror movies of this decade. Mm. Yeah. Um and, uh, honestly, it's probably just one of the best movies of this decade. I absolutely love that movie. This is follow up starring Willem Dafoe and Robert Patty, <laughs> the Patman himself. Patty Daddy Batty.
3: The hype of this movie is kind of reminding me of the uh, hype for Hereditary at yeah. Sundance. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. everyone, like, all the Twitter reactions are just saying, don't let anyone spoil it for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Which that's... just makes me want to see it more. Yeah. yeah like,
1: that's the whole thing. That's, I actually am glad that you brought that up because that's what it really reminded me of. Is like, just everybody's just like, this is amazing and that's it. I'm not going to tell you yeah. anything about the plot of this movie.
0: It's, uh, all I know is that it's set in the early 20th century, maybe late 19th century right. in Maine. Uh, and it sort of deals with some of the occult life of semen. Not wait, what <laughs> <laughs> lighthouse yeah. men? Take two. Uh... <laughs> semen, Seamen.
3: And I know he said it was like an homage to um like silent films, um mm. or like um old like Nosferatu kind of movies. Mm. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what that means, but I'm looking forward to seeing not I'll a lot of dialogue out. just yeah. the
2: vibe of even the poster i was like there's not gonna be a lot of words exchanged yeah. between uh <laughs> these two characters there were some funny uh snippets coming out about defoe and pattinson did you did you get yeah. read any of these how they like they have very different styles of acting because defoe is a, a theater guy and then pattinson is more like method so they said that it ended up kind of helping them or defoe said in an interview because he's very candid he said yeah it ended up working because our characters have a distance between them um, because theatrically what theater actors want to do is like rehearse the shit out of it with their scene partners. And then method guys typically want to just enter and just right. do it right like, on the spot. So I'm excited. I love these two dudes. Uh, the only other notable thing I know that happened was the Tarantino incident uh, <laughs> where uh, they were at a big presser, like the whole main cast of once upon a time in the West, dot, dot, <laughs> dot. In Hollywood. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane, everybody. Anyway, they were, all, they were all there, and a female reporter asked him why he didn't give Margot Robbie more lines when she's Margot Robbie, and he said, I reject your hypothesis. <laughs> uh, epic clapback. Everyone in the room stood up and applauded. For that another, itself got a six-minute yeah, Another six minutes. Uh, really well done, sir. Uh, you nailed her.
1: <laughs> He's like, why aren't people talking about white male rights?
2: He, I mean, he, what if he had just said, Hey, it's because I am a guy and I have no idea how to write for women because I don't feel. What if he had just said that? No, that great. is the
1: truth. That is, that's, let's be honest here. Um,
0: I mean, Tarantino movies have had good female characters before. Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction and in kill bill but usually right. they are
1: kind of one-dimensional even if they're really cool badass type characters it's not like there's a lot of depth behind a lot of the women the in
3: only movie. one i can um really point out i forgot the actress's name but in inglorious bastards oh yeah um yeah yeah because yeah. she has like a full-fledged backstory like with her and um the french girl i forgot her name melanie um laurent right yeah, from beginners, and she directed *Breathe*, which was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's that's the only one I can really think of. But even Uma Thurman in *Pulp Fiction*, like in my opinion, at least she's well a great character. She's cool and stuff. You can kind of see that she's a little bit like thinly written, yeah. maybe a little bit. It's, um, it's a very
2: masculine depiction of powerful femininity yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> it's what would a girl she's do a badass could... and that's it like what could a, what would a girl do if she could rise up to the guys probably slice them in half <laughs> that's what i would do i'm quentin
3: well i was wondering like how this one would turn out like with that like in mind because it was really sold as like a sharon tate um uh manson movie like mm. but now it seems like it's totally something else entirely like well, we don't yeah. know We
0: don't know exactly. Like the the trailers haven't revealed what the plot even is, which I like.
1: And they made um, I know that Tarantino like before it even premiered, he had some kind of like a push or something that just like no matter what, like at Cannes there can be no spoilers released after seeing the movie from Cannes. Which he didn't use the word spoilers in his little letter. Yeah, which was pretty
0: Mm. neat. Something,
1: Something along the lines of like plot. things. (laughs) things. <laughs> Revelations. I mean, is there, any, is revelation there anything else big from? I, um, yeah, there, was... there was
0: one more thing I wanted to bring up, which is uh the f- newest film from director. Here I go, Abdelatif, Kechichi.
3: Oh. oh, great! He I'm not going to look. Won that one he won the <laughs> Palme
0: d'Or for Blue is the warmest color back in 2013. Great film. And apparently he used he auctioned off the award. My love intermezzo and it is a four yes. hour is it is a 212 <laughs> minute this. epic um about like party life about kind of. yeah about butts and most over 50 <laughs> percent of the shots are like close-ups of asses of asses and and fucking and, and being honking <laughs> so he t- told <laughs> his palm
1: to make a porn a four hour long porn. but there's
0: no sex it's just people like dancing kind of um, right, it exactly. has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. so it's a Gasparno movie, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but <So>. like Gaspar, <laughs> but, uh, PG Gaspar, yeah, that's
1: not PG. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's it's about like bare ass. Oh well, I mean, it doesn't make you want to like blow your brains out in the theater, so it's yeah, not yeah. full blown Gaspar yet. Um, but
0: I'm excited for this. Oh one. wait, this is only like the first. Part of the movie. There's, oh a whore, there's a whole nother film coming that he like,
1: Another four hours coming?
0: Oh, geez. It's going to be about pussies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be just dick. It's just two. Gonna be dick pussies. everywhere. Uh, I, this
2: is hilarious. A lot of people walked out of this one. People did not like it. Very excited to watch it. Probably gonna, I'm gonna watch it on like ten times speed if I can, <laughs> and just to see the percentages. Like, oh, I got it. Yeah, just so to see screen time percentages. The
0: the fir- this is that this one is actually the second part. The first part came out two years ago, and it's called Mektup, My Love, Canto Uno.
3: Oh, I love that one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Wait. So he really dropped the ball on part two. Then it
2: sounds like. Geez. Mm. This reminds me of when Tommy Pickles in All Grown Up made the short <laughs> film called Gazunte. <laughs> Yes! And everyone, and it's like black and white and it's just a bunch of people sneezing and everyone's like, huh. Okay. Oh, sure. I forgot about that. Great yes. job, Tommy. Um, a lot of movies do remind me
0: of Tight. I'll give you that, but this one in particular. Well, this one reminds me of uh, uh, Guy Ritchie's 2019 film. Uh, uh, well, no,
1: don't you dare nice. transition quite yet because there is one other thing that I wanted to talk about that premiered there that um it didn't get overtly like a ton of buzz but i personally am excited for it it's jim jarmusch's new film oh the yeah heard don't Mix die zombie, oh. um, zombie comedy zombie com- zombie zombie comedy um, Zombie comedy fresh <laughs> genre zippity Zappity. so never seen a zombie movie i i I'm into it mostly because of the cast. Um, Adam Adam Driver, Driver, Bill Murray, Selena Gomez, Tilda Swinton, Iggy Pop. Like, there's so many fucking... Tom Waits is in this movie. Danny Glover, Steve Buscemi, Caleb Landry-Jones. Like, it just keeps going on with more and more people. I personally am excited for this movie. I'm not expecting it to be great. I don't know why you would expect this movie to be, like, fucking a breakthrough in cinema. I'm just expecting a fun time. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, but, you know, this movie is about people dying. Speaking of things that make me want to die. Nice. <laughs> nice. Let's talk about 2019's Aladdin. <laughs>
0: mm. Which is a movie I have not seen.
1: Uh, neither have
2: you, Drew. Yeah. Just uh, not, not for spoiler purposes, Just but just be quick, just for
1: entertaining and audience purposes. No, I think that we this will be more entertaining than the movie itself. Um, <laughs> you know, last Adam, time. Adam, you saw it, right? I saw it I, last. I bet. I bet... You have a
2: different
3: take, slight, slightly. Not. I think we're kind of on the same page. Damn it. Um, I actually saw it last night, just because I didn't want you to be alone today <laughs> talking oh. about it. Thank you. Yes. So you so sweet. <laughs> I well, he said he saw it, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I might as. And I have a list, so I'm like, why yeah. not? Yeah. I,
2: I guess we have to let you guys fucking. Cook the only now thing <laughs> <have to say laughs> that's me
1: is two hours of my life. So one day I'm gonna go be ahead. dead, and I'm gonna be like, I devoted two hours yeah. and ten minutes. All right, so so go off. So you know. Last time we did this, where I just described the plot of a not very good movie to you guys, was Pacific Arm Uprising. It's Mm. one of our biggest episodes yet. People love that. Um, (laughs) So I'm just going to go again. So 2019's Aladdin. We start off. um, And I will say that Guy Ritchie actually did a solid job of directing this. Um, Guy Ritchie, uh, captain of the All Stars of the
2: fake name team. (laughs) Guy Ritchie. I I don't know. (laughs) What's what should <laughs> our villain be named? I don't
1: know, Guy Ritchie. Guy At the Hospital. Ritchie. What's He's your baby's much, name? You guy might Ritchie. know him as the guy who made <laughs> Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, Sherlock Holmes franchise, and then a bunch of not very well received things.
0: Those two Sherlock Holmes movies are solid. I like no them. No one uh, talks The about second them one is like
3: not yeah, as enjoy, good. The I, first
1: one is great. I found it um, enjoyable.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I like both. They're, they're they're fun.
1: Um, so it starts off. You know, we got our uh, Arabian Nights uh, rendition coming in. I will say, uh, one of the worst things about this movie is the arrangements. Like, the arrangements of these songs... These songs are classic songs. Like, it's not like with Dumbo, where it's like... Does anybody even remember what happens in the first Dumbo? I don't even remember what happens in the remake of Dumbo. I just saw it last (laughs) month. Neither do I. Neither do I. (laughs) So that shows you how successful that was. But, like, the arrangements of the original Aladdin are, like, classic. The way that they use this Eastern sound... And they try and modernize it in this new version, and I think it is not
3: good. Um, there's some that don't work. Like, I think a lot of the Jasmine songs. It's not because of uh, Naomi Scott. I think she's a Naomi very Scott good is, actress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I thought she was a great Jasmine. Honestly, she's one of the best parts of the movie. But the songs they gave her and the way they, like, rendered it, bad. Well, really bad. So that also really leads to another part. So um,
1: they um, – because this is 2019, and the original, like, you know, Jasmine's known as one of the Disney princesses, but she's not really a Disney princess because she is not the star of that movie. She basically right. is just, like, a damsel in distress, and then Aladdin comes in there as this, like... Poor boy. Little poor boy, thiefy man who steal a lamp, and now he prints, um, and she's just <laughs> kind of there... Uh so they try to update the thing, you know, give mm-hmm. her check off the um, women empowerment movement box that Disney has to fill. God, this is um, you're boarding on being problematic right now. I'm just saying, like this is no. I'm saying like <laughs> this, this PC is police. This I'm saying that Disney is a smart company and they know what okay. they're doing. This movie did make a lot of money opening weekend, so obviously they were successful in this. But they try and give her more to do in mm-hmm. this movie, where she wants to be Sultan. Um, but that's never been done before because woman never been sultan before Um, and to uh, like further this point they have a original song
3: and then a reprise of the original song which was the worst part of the entire movie Terrible. Well, okay, not the worst part but it, it's up there it's really bad it is, like, it is real it's a bad and, song it's called speechless yeah and I like the like I like the idea of the song I like what they were trying to do with it because it's all about like her not wanting to be shot down by Jafar and whatever, or all like, the it's other men, very yeah. well intentioned, but it is so like it's in the middle of like a battle, like when J- I mean, spoilers, I guess—when Jafar is doing his evil thing, she, they they pause the movie from Jafar doing his evil stuff, and she breaks out into a song about how she doesn't like that, and then she goes <laughs> right back to Jafar, like she literally like the movie pauses, the characters are paused. Uh, that part is all bizarre. Um, weird.
1: Yeah, I will say probably the best part of the movie was the. Um, uh, the, like, first introduction that we get to Aladdin and his first song with the...
3: Da, 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 oh, yeah, because he's, like... I don't like, know the name of He's kind of, like, but... jumping. It's, like, the original movie. Like, he's, like, kind of jumping from building to building and, you know, running away from bad Dude, guys while he's singing. it's parkour. It's impressive. Like, it's impressively shot. It, I think Guy Ritchie really directs it well. I thought really Mina, right so well. Mina
1: Mossad, who plays Aladdin, yeah. I found him charming. I, I thought
3: he did a really good job as Aladdin. I'd say, like, Aladdin. out of all the um, Disney remakes so far, I think that is the best casting they've done.
1: Yeah um so the genie but get into it okay well before i get to the genie i wanted to say um this is something that i noticed in the movie and then um other a uh, friend of the pod david chin uh had this whole twitter thread about how never realizing in 1992 how problematic the city of agrabah is mm. how it's just this like Like, fucking cesspool of every Middle Eastern country that you can imagine in one place, and it's, like, insulting to every person of that ethnicity. You don't notice it because it's a cartoon, but it's kind of on full display where you're like, are we in Morocco? Are we in Egypt? Are we in Saudi Arabia right now? Are we in Israel? Who knows what's happening It doesn't right matter. Now, <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're brown. There's yeah. plenty of brown people, so that's all yeah. that matters. It's actually entirely... Checkbox uh, number it also, two. Also it's all it,
2: Palestine, I heard.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the 90s, that sort of stuff wasn't as under the ma- magnifying
2: glass. Not at all. Oh, you could no. do whatever you wanted in the 90s. Oh, yeah, no. Whatever I'm, you wanted. I'm just saying,
1: I feel like it's almost more on display, because I can still watch the old Aladdin now, and that never really bothered me, but... Because just it's seeing a cartoon. It, but yeah. seeing
3: it yeah. with real people, you're like, where am i right now yeah they don't and they even like if a whole joke about it like the whole map thing Yeah. Like, oh yeah where is your country on the map did you lose your country and it's like they show that. like a map and he doesn't know where his country is he's like uh i don't know where it is it could be like, anywhere <laughs> yeah it's like a full joke it's in, the in movie, our hearts and yeah. um, I, I i need to
0: ask something though before you talk about will smith because you brought up guy Ritchie's direction right um I've seen, like, some of these previews, and, like, it looks very stylized, like Guy Ritchie usually does. But one point that someone brought up, I think this may have been Chris Stuckman on YouTube. It seems like they didn't do a good enough job at making it seem like this was a real place. Literally, like, in the desert. And that yeah. these costumes and these sets look way too clean and way uh, too polished. Yeah. What do you think about that? Is it is it, like, it's... Sh- it's a little bit too Disney perfect.
3: I'm I'm like two minds about it, because on the one hand, yeah, that's not wrong at all. Like that's a completely valid critique. But at the same time, it's also an Aladdin movie. And I like the fact that like all the colors right. popped. Yeah. Um yeah. and I'll say that because like the Beauty and the Beast movie, while it has very good production value, there's nothing really about it that pops. It's very it's a Bill Condon movie. It's very cut and paste kind mm. of movie. Um this at least, while not in maybe not in the editing, doesn't feel like a guy Ritchie movie. Stylized, it looks very cool. Like It's
1: very colorful. That's what very I... Very
3: good color palette. Yeah, and that's what I liked about it. So I don't know if I would give that up just for the sake of being like realistic or anything. Um, I get the critique, but um, it doesn't... I like the fact that it doesn't feel like this real place. It feels like a fantasy uh, kind of land, and I, I do kind of appreciate that. feels like cool. Middle East land. Um,
1: but I will say... Well, I mean, also the alternative to that is you have, like, Zack Snyder making a Disney live-action movie where it's, like, <laughs> lots of grays and uh, color palettes that just kind of um. all... Mis- Or even the first Avengers movie where colors don't pop at all and it just kind of fades away. I did like, like, everything in this movie feels very warm. Like, Mm. all the color palette of this movie. You could just tell, like, they just went up with just, like, this one set of the color spectrum or like, we're going to make everybody's colors in this spectrum
2: yeah this pattern i did the trailers looked extremely good aside from what went viral which is the genie yeah So Uh, i want to give let's get into it yeah i want to give a shout out to what's the channel called some i mean it's youtube who cares but (laughs) they i usually hate reaction videos but it's this oh the vfx yeah the vfx guys react to cg in movies oh okay and they really get like in depth but in an approachable way um i'm gonna end up looking up the channel because i feel bad now but uh, they they pointed out like the genie is the only problem in the t- whole trailer. Right. Like, the rest of it looks great. All the CG. Yeah. But the problem with the genie is it's called corridor crew. It's not just that they used a, a fake body for Will Smith. It's that they used a fake head and then they posted they pasted a face onto it. <laughs> yes. And
3: Yes. Yeah. So we know what His, Will Smith's
1: head is shaped. I like. I mean, just look at and just that's look not at it. it. Like, just it's, it just doesn't look okay. Right. It, yeah, it looks they gave, so. That's a baffling so, choice to me. The when first whenever Will Smith first shows up, um you know, it's the original story of Aladdin. He goes down there to get the lamp for Jafar and then uh he touches he gets stuck and lamp. He touches lamp. And he <laughs> saves him. Um so Will Smith I as soon as I saw the genie, I was like I am out on this movie so hard whenever he sings you ain't never had a friend like me you can tell what they were going for for the over stylized but i was like it made me like it gave me whiplash watching it like i was like are we in moulin rouge right now like
3: what is happening this might be where we divert because i love that scene that's my favorite part of the movie um i i really liked that i like the fact that it's so stylized like if he was it wasn't like the robin williams song he was rapping the song and which might not seem like the best idea Paper, well, Will Smith can't sing, so he, yeah, he can't sing at all. Thing. Um, but he, I really liked his rendition of I've Never Had a Friend Like Me. It was like really energetic in the way they visualized the whole like genie thing, like the whole bands playing behind him and the monkey like on the drums or whatever. Uh. It was absurd, but it worked in the context of the movie. And I, I really like that scene personally. But and as for just like Will Smith in general, it looks a little bit weird when he's like medium sized genie with the cut and paste like kind of face <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. That looks weird, but when so he's like... So there's giant genie, huge, and yeah. then there's
0: a smaller size that's not quite Yeah,
3: normal. it's like
1: a slightly taller than... And then there's uh, like a
3: point where it's just Will Smith, like when they get to... Mm. Um,
1: that's what I was going to say, is yeah. that they made a really smart decision whenever he gets into the city where they don't have Will Smith as like this CGI abomination, and they just have him <laughs> as Will Smith, the actor. Um, Unfortunately though They decided to give in this new rendition Because you know there's something wrong with an hour and a half Long story that flows well They give Jeannie a love story <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, Jasmine has like her... <laughs> so Jasmine has her itch uh, Jasmine has her like Handmaids who it's like take care of her of and Hitch? everything
3: else <laughs> and, It's actually um, yeah, It's a like double it's remake It's
1: starring <laughs> SNL's own Nassim Pedrad Who oh, plays the handmaid She's yeah. great um, but they try and make it so, like, you know, Aladdin's trying to fuck Jasmine, and then uh, yeah. Genie's trying to fuck Dahlia. The, uh, Actually, it's more her trying to go Genie. Yeah, like, she's if trying, and then <laughs> also Genie. Also Does he, have, suddenly, he doesn't have a penis. Suddenly he? he gets <laughs> He wished for awkward. one. Yeah, yeah, he can <laughs> wish for his own penis. Um, <laughs> he can figure it so has a whole. Which kind of leads to another thing is, like, the pacing of this movie I found really bad. The second act just drags so long. And then it ends, like, the where the actual movie picks up again is after we have the reprise of Jasmine singing her Speechless song, and then it gets towards the end of the movie, and you're like, okay, this is the end of line. Yeah,
3: everything from that point forward I thought was borderline terrible. Like, I thought, because <laughs> everything with Jafar, and, like, he turned, I mean, again, mild spoilers if you care about 2019 (laughs) Aladdin so much Um, but just like in the original movie, I believe he turns into a genie himself. Yeah, blah, I remember blah. that. It is terrible. Like it's like a Zack Snyder. It's like the third act of Batman movie. Superman. It's so, everything oh. the, the skies just, like, turn black, black and he's yeah. black and red and everywhere. Like, oh, I'm going to destroy everything. If you don't want to obey me, blah, 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 blah. And like, it's just like, it's, wow. it's awful. Like well, it's, it's really oh, bad. And then the bird t- turns into like a no, giant yes. bird. No, I was going to say and
1: the bird turns into like this disgusting <laughs> falcon, giant <laughs> falcon looking thing. It's like, it's the bird, Basically but it's giant Basically the size a of a skyscraper. Parrot, like, he's yeah. like this huge parrot. I will say, I really missed Gilbert Godfrey. Almost mm. more so than I missed. No, I won't say more so than I missed Robin Williams, but like, I miss Gilbert Godfrey. Because it was they Alan Tudyk par- in this
3: movie. They Alan make the Tudyk? They just make him, yeah. but he's just a parrot. He yeah, it's just, not even Alan Tud- It's he just doesn't him making talk. parrot noises, which I thought <laughs> was, it was just him. I'm like, so then why can Alan Tudyk <laughs> call people? <Yeah>. Alan Tudyk <laughs> like, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> it's just
3: him going like, rat? Right? yeah and it's well, just like Gilbert yeah. Godfrey is still yeah. alive they, they should have gotten I remember he went like in a whole thing about it on Twitter he's like I don't know why they didn't just give me back like and I kind of agree after a single movie I guess it's because they made it live action they wanted to make the parrot more of an
1: actual parrot and not Gilbert Godfrey yeah they need just to have to his, keep his own like, like, monologues you know the whole, parrots don't yeah you gotta do. keep it real yeah, okay so there's a magic
2: carpet we do have to say it we're recording this on the Sunday of its release and without Sunday numbers coming in it's already at 86 million domestic which is nice big.
3: okay
1: that's big numbers i mean i, I saw it
3: last night in imax and it was sold out
1: so uh it yeah was, the, the theater of was it was pretty huge um i will say this is memorial day weekend memorial day always over inflates the box office i'm expecting a huge drop-off week two like huge oh, drop i don't think off it's gonna get a lot two. of recommendations um but i mean the thing is about this movie so i'd give this movie like a four out of ten I think that it Below is average. It is marginally better than Dumbo. And I don't even know if it... I don't even think that... It, it might not even be a better movie than Dumbo. It, they're
3: probably about the same.
1: I think it's a little bit better. Honest.
3: Because at least it has like an energy and a style but to it. But isn't that just that based on the original
1: content? I, mean, yeah, I think Dumbo that actually brings not...
3: a little bit to it. it. Just Dumbo, I thought was just so yeah. Because the original Dumbo like... has
0: some sort of energy, and they
2: just like yeah. zapped it out of that. If, if
3: you have Colin
0: Farrell in your movie, you're automatically <laughs> better.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just I thought Dumbo was just so boring. Like I was so bored with that movie. It was. We had I was at least entertained by.
1: We have to talk about um, one of the low key MVP, the Dion Waiters wore to... Dion Waiters award for this movie goes to Billy Magnuson.
3: Oh my God. Oh, prince I love Anderson. Billy Magnuson. He was in this? Yeah, He, he, he like shares this as
1: another prince trying to uh, court white Jasmine, prince. the yeah. white
3: prince, who's
1: also technically a
3: Middle wasn't Eastern he, prince. Well, yeah, like, wasn't he like, huh. like German or something? He had like, a German accent or something? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> that's a far man. away from like Egypt or hey, whatever. And imperialism hell this is. is in this world too. Yeah. <laughs> I guess.
2: Um, I love him, so that's cool. He but was really him. funny in
3: them. Yeah. Every scene he was in, like, killed my audience. Like he, they were cracking up. I mean, he, he stole the show in Game Night, which mm. is like, oh yeah, which
2: was yeah. a stacked cast. Like he did an amazing job. And he's so. in Bond Twenty Five next. Oh, Ooh. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see him moving forward because that doesn't land well a lot of the time. Like a, a like a buff funny guy. Yeah, y- you have to be really funny because. A, a lot of like dudes in the audience are like what is he gonna steal my girlfriend <laughs> like to be that kind of guy you got to he's be... not
1: like Channing Tatum
3: attractive where he's just no. like he's yeah.
2: he, he just has like he has a punchable face but in a funny he's way he's not yeah. hot but
3: he's handsome yeah handsome face yeah. So. um
1: anyway can we be done with this um no I still got like another 45 minutes to <laughs> talk about um next let's talk the poster um God, no I, I this movie's like it's It's fine. Like, it's just... I wouldn't, like... If you said that you saw 2019's Aladdin and you loved it, I'd just be like, cool. I wouldn't, like, judge you less as a person. Um... (laughs) like I would for some other movies. If you saw Velvet Buzzsaw and you're like, this movie's a masterpiece, I'd be like, we're not friends anymore. But <laughs> I, I don't just be feel really that Jill way about Hull's this. <laughs> I'm the, into Jilling House How was the
0: uh, uh, a whole new world sequence? I
3: love that scene. I, thought that,
1: I honestly thought that that was probably the best scene of the movie, um, mostly because everything's like more dark, so you don't notice... Uh, it wasn't, Something like, like green screen. Oh, it's, Jumbo. oh, this whole movie is a green screen. It's right. just people acting in front of a green screen. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. not in the Middle East shooting this movie. I can promise but, you that. The, of course
0: the they're they're trailer looked like sets. Like, they built all these sets.
3: I think there stuff. are some there's, scenes, I feel but like a lot of it is. Like, the palace scenes, you can obviously tell there's just, like, a... They're like in the palace, but then like outs, you can see the windows outside are definitely like green screen and stuff. And like yeah, it's, it's
1: just this movie is like there's so much green screen. That's why I think the guy Ritchie did a solid job given the fact that he's just putting actors in front of a green screen. I mean,
2: I would never expect this movie to shoot on
1: location. That, would be, <laughs> yeah. that would be insane. Also, what is the location? <laughs> Number he
0: one. Was, he was way too busy making uh, King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Yo!
3: I'll at least say this. Charlie. It's not his worst movie, Aladdin. It's <laughs> not his worst movie. <laughs> Good for um, you, guy.
2: <laughs> Big compliments being paid. Um, we bought a mic.
1: Yeah, he made his money. The acting is fine. Uh, the story is, I think, significantly worse from the first movie. I just don't know why this movie exists. This is just, I mean, we've talked about it before Money. with, like, live-action movies and everything else like that. Dumbo felt like it could use a live-action reboot. This just seems like it's so unnecessary. Like, Well, it,
0: one, one thing that that makes me think of is, like, with these remakes, we hadn't gotten to the, like, Renaissance-age Disney stuff yet, and this is the first one that's, like, Sneaking into that because now we're getting Lion King later this year, and then Mulan next
1: year. Mulan, I'm actually excited for it. Mulan too. has battle sequences and stuff. That seems like something that could benefit. Nicky Caro is
3: directing it, so that should be pretty yeah. dope. Um, that's like one of my favorite Disney movies. so I'm excited I to see what movie. they do with that. Speaking yeah. of Barry, um, <laughs> I. No,
1: I will say one last thing to end <laughs> oh on. God. Just one <laughs> final note. I just think that it's really sad that Disney has decided to, instead of just making their classic movies readily available for Blu-ray or for streaming, they're making these live-action renditions. If you want to go find Aladdin, I hope you already have the Blu-ray, because that shit's in the vault, and you're going to have to wait another 10 library, years to get it. Get a library card. To find it. Or just get a library and find like the VHS that was ripped into a DVD <laughs> or something like that. But... I just wish that Disney would. I mean, I get I get what they're doing. It's a money, money. grab thing, it's working effectively. Disney I Plus spent is coming, though. my own A list membership on it. so. I go. just got A list, by the way. Oh, nice. Oh, man.
0: Welcome. Um, bit the bullet you know. to the club.
3: It's I'm happy fellow with it. Regal's just too expensive. You got to like.
2: Yeah, I feel like they could give you a free fucking popcorn because popcorn's like basically free to make. Like it's the margins are. <laughs> you get
1: just... so many five
2: dollar awards. They list. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just give me a free. And small if popcorn. you go
1: to amc.com slash a list right now, use promo code <laughs> Wabam. There isn't a promo code spot. Just keep typing Wabam on your keyboard. <laughs> and if you type it really fast, you'll get a four hundred four error. And then refresh the page and then just sign up and then you can get it for twenty bucks a month.
3: You won't get a confirmation, but if you just show up to AMC and ask for a free popcorn for Wabam, they'll give it to you. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um speaking of say, Barry. Say say the boy sent you. Um
0: <laughs> sent Barry sent you. Oh, to that was best. Starring be-
2: Bill Hater on HBO. <laughs> Thank you. I'm getting help now. So we gotta talk the back half of season two of Barry. Last time uh, we talked
0: Barry, uh we We were three eps in, I think. We were no four eps in, sorry. No. We were a little more in. I don't know how in you were. Yes. Yeah, you so, were just the tip. So you just I've, I've been neck deep in. <laughs> so we, you so you didn't spoil we last talked time. about the episode that features this epic uh episode long fight sequence yes
2: so i we i want to re-go over that and then just talk about the show in
0: general you hadn't seen that episode. yeah
2: how the sh- where the show leaves us uh and it's you know it's place in the pantheon of great shows right i now.
0: i want to hear from adam first though
2: what are your overall no, yeah, thoughts it's yeah Adam, go, fu- go ahead okay we're well, like on the
3: entire <laughs> series so far um b- well since season one it's been like my favorite show on the air basically like from the pilot alone like i was like this is Amazing. this is my shit like it's like the new breaking bad for me mm. like it's darkly funny but it's just it's
0: funnier I, than breaking bad i think it is definitely yeah, funny it's comedy.
3: Bad, yeah. But it definitely like, leans more towards like dark humor at times which i appreciate and um you know season two i was kind of like wondering can they stay on track and by all accounts they overcame season one like in pretty much every category i think every episode of the season has been like a masterpiece, like one of the best episodes of television. Yeah, like tens. every week. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> they're they're intense right now. Yeah, it's amazing it's how well they're doing. Um,
2: so yeah, this this stunt episode you're talking about is called Ronnie slash Lily. It was episode five. It's right. it does have implications outside the episode, but it almost works as like a little standalone piece, uh, just like for fun, almost like the fly up of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. which is yeah, like yeah. this is just a, it's like a retreat from story. Even though at the very end, and the very beginning, we still have story involved.
0: It's a great episode for furthering the Barry and Fugues storyline, yeah. um, which ends up being kind of like the meat of this season.
2: So, sh- I want uh, shout out. I posted on Twitter that uh, the 92nd Street Y, which I've referenced a couple weeks ago on the pod. They released a- a- an interview live with John Mulaney and Bill Hader that's like probably an hour long. And they're talking they were supposed to just talk about barry they mostly didn't talk about yeah they went like way off track but but. (laughs) still i still loved it still took away a lot of fun snippets about this season of barry uh in particular this episode this little girl uh who's incredible by the way (laughs) she's amazing yeah (laughs) Uh, she's a fucking monster um they apparently like their stunt coordinator was like hey like my buddy is a stunt coordinator and so is his wife and they have a kid and this kid can do fucking crazy shit. <laughs> uh, so if you ever need a kid, just hit me up. I, have a, I, have a, I got a kid. I got a kid. Yeah. And so <laughs> They're they, like, this kid, this is not a yeah, human being. They so, had a gap in the
0: season. And they are like, you know, let's just write an episode where we can use this. Yeah. So
2: they, they took the kid. Uh, I thought this episode was pretty amazing. Uh, a yeah. lot
0: of laughs in the episode.
2: A lot of great stunt work. Um
3: like when she, that scene where she's like climbing up the tree and then Feops like what the fuck? That that was
2: actually I wrote it down because that was the hardest I've laughed for the whole show. Is when she climbs up, she scampers it up the
0: tree and it's then so, in the stance on the roof. Yeah, it's so like well done because it's it's just a steady uh wide and we just yeah. sit there, and we see her do the whole thing from the sidewalk mm-hmm. to the roof yes. in one take. Um, <laughs> that tree is fake, by the way.
2: Yeah, yeah did you see it the HBO a, thing after the movie? Yeah, or yeah. after the show? It's yeah. a green screen wa- uh, rock wall that they have her climb up, and it looks great, and it's fucking
1: hilarious. Like, it's so funny. God, yeah. Shout was... out to Bill Hader's directing this episode. Mm-hmm. My God. Oh, this I forgot is... that, yeah. And also, they had the genius move to put him in a mask, so then it's never actually Bill Hader that you're actually watching do all these crazy stunts and stuff like that. The guy who plays the um, the uh, loaches, Ronnie, Ron- yeah, Ronnie, um, is. I am terrified of that man. I hope that I never encounter that person in yeah, real life.
3: Great
0: physical.
1: Because I just feel like he'll just roundhouse me and just kill me. That's on here in the store where like Barry's
3: trying to like, calm him, or no, like the manager's just trying to calm him down. Just takes him down like in one yeah. shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. We're like,
1: we're spoiling at this point. I
2: already said oh, before, but bad. we no, it's fine because I want to. We we're not going to not talk about spoilers in the middle of this. So yeah, he <laughs> kicks Loach to death. God. <laughs> it's he did one kick. <laughs> it's so funny it's so like chuck norris almost yes. i'm just like it, this is so insane but
0: i love it and also it did look like a kick that could kill someone Not yeah. that i'm an expert like, and then the cops come in yeah. and shoot him so yeah. now it's, like, a fucking bloodbath in this store. And Barry's
3: just, like, standing in the store like with, like, a whole bloody face and everything. Yeah, yeah like, one it's thing so good. One thing I
2: am wondering, as season three is coming up, are there fucking security cameras in this goddamn store? Uh,
1: <laughs> or really anywhere that they're ever <laughs> at? Yeah.
3: Well, to be fair,
1: Barry never wiped the blood off his face that entire episode, so that could yeah. just be anybody with bloody bottom half of their face. That is fair. So. Hopefully
2: there aren't... Cameras in the back lot, either way, got picked up by uh, Fuchs. Another great element of this episode is the visions he has of Fuchs in the big field of where the like all the army officers are reuniting with their family. Yes. That's that was amazing. It, it was great foreshadowing for what was to come with Fuchs's yeah. turn from evil to more evil. I love
3: that shot so much because like everyone's going to their family, but Barry goes to Fuchs, and that, yeah. that's all he has. Is yeah, his and they make yeah.
0: Fuchs look like the actual devil, like Satan. Yeah, yeah like.
3: It's, and then it's awesome everyone gets like a warm embrace but ever like because barry only he gets like it's it's all he knows is violence and not to get like all deep or anything but like i i just the way they shoot this show and like the subtle imagery they have is so perfect well
0: it, and that that is encapsulated i'm gonna jump way ahead but the very last shot of the not the very last shot but the very last shot of the season where we see barry mm-hmm. is him walking into darkness and that's kind of like how this character is just constantly portrayed is this guy who thinks he can be good. And he keeps saying it, they keep reiterating this theme of can you change? Can you become a better person? But continuously, we see that Barry is just not that, that yeah. he is a dark person full of violence and defined by that violence. Yeah. yeah. And so
2: that can veer into like what a lot of people would call problematic territory, like toxically masculine territory. Uh, Breaking Bad gets that critique a lot. Um another reason though that Breaking Bad gets that critique is because uh Breaking Bad did not give a shit about any of its women. Really. Like did yeah. it really care about Skyler? No. Um no. it was so I want to say the reason that this show over that's one thing that Barry has like well over breaking bad is in the next episode, which is called uh, the truth has a ring to it. The, the storyline that gets started these last few episodes was Sally and her agent Lindsay, I think is so well handled. Um, and this is because bill and Alec, uh, like they keep, they have a lot of female writers in their room and producers. Like they want the input of these people because they want to flesh out all of their characters which is really respectful and this this storyline is so so great uh and it's it's compelling even though we're switching in between like murders and then this like you know this hollywood thing you would think that there would be an imbalance in what you give a shit about but you actually really care about sally's issues what
3: was it what episode was it where it was like that thing where they were by the pool or whatever and they were like rehearsing lines with each other and she's like that entire monologue my god i think that's the monologue that might be
2: this one or the next one yeah i can't remember it's so good this
0: monologue might be My favorite scene in the season. See, if
3: the series itself was not so good already, that would easily... Like, in any other show, that would be the best scene they ever do. But they have so many good scenes. Yeah,
0: in that episode, too, there's amazing sequences. But I just love how there are so many turns in that monologue. Yeah. Where you see uh, Sarah Goldberg as Sally, like, uh, dipping further and further into this ego trip. Where she is becoming consumed by this self uh this narrative of her being like this artist this very serious artist who like turns down the the roles that are like sellout roles and you can see that in her performance that she is like uh convincing herself that she is she's better than this schlock uh but she's freaking out about it right and she's also like so jealous and angry at Barry that he didn't even have to try
1: to get his audition. Just
3: sitting down. And he's cause he's tall. Like yeah, that's, he, yeah, only yeah, the reason. Man. that's
1: that's, that's yeah. the whole thing about this show. That's why I love like certain things about the show where it's just it's Bill Hader and Alec Berg just making commentaries on Hollywood itself. Yes. Like, yeah. About how like Sally is over here working her ass off, taking all these shit roles, doing all this kind of stuff, and then Grindin. trying to have some kind of integrity to herself and what she sees herself yeah. doing once well, she gets and then uh, she turns right. out a role and gets so much shit for it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile Barry just walks in there and he's just a six foot two white man and they're like, Hey, I'm looking for the guy who's the star of this show. You said you're an actor, right? All right, yeah, let's try an audition you for this thing. Yeah, like, so And that's just how Hollywood
2: works. Like the meeting that she gets with this producer, I thought was great, and because yeah. we yeah. were we were just talking about Tarantino and how his his revenge for women is so man written, yeah, that's yeah. what this is. this is like the the guy pitches to her such a Tarantino version of feminism, yeah, it's like
1: almost kill Bill yeah <laughs> like
2: yeah exactly and uh so I yeah, I love the, the, the car-
0: concept art too. it's like this cartoon and their tits are out yeah, and there's yeah. there's
2: a great little moment when they're back in the room with the three agents, uh including Lindsay. Uh, and Lindsay wants to speak up in this room, but she's being overpowered by these two guys like that are just kind of saying like, why the fuck did you turn this down? And Lindsay wants to say, well, it's because it was shitty for her, but she just can't. Uh, and to make up for that later on, you know, we get this entire theater thing that it sets up for in the next episode. Uh, that, that is the next episode is the one that has this monologue, which is amazing. Also a lot of good comedy from Bill in this episode. Because since he got this role, he gets to play yeah. stupid the whole episode, <laughs> like a play, like a guy who has no clue how to do it's anything. It's like a
0: swim instructor,
2: yeah, yeah, swim
1: instructor who poops in a pie. And then <laughs> yeah, it's like South Park, pretty much. Yeah, like. and
2: he, like when oh, he's like talking to um, Henry Winkler about it, and that that whole scene, he's just being an idiot. And that's another thing I love about the show is it can be starkly dramatic, but because it is a comedy, there's a lot of room for characters. To act different than normal in a certain scene, like I wasn't yeah. like, well, this isn't what Bill usually acts like in the show. Like, no, it's a comedy scene, so he's allowed to act funny because he was being like low level stupid in these scenes. And in the the scene where she goes on the monologue, and then once she finishes, he just like reads his line again. <laughs> yeah, and
3: the entire scene, I'm like, I wonder what the cut to him is going to be. Like, what yeah. is his face going to look like? Because l- it goes on for so long, I, like two three minutes, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah.
1: Also, to, at, to at that point, oh, I yeah. wanted to uh, bring up like that. I really loved everything with the peripheral characters and the acting class this mm. whole season because, I mean, the whole premise of the season was you know, you're going to find your truth of what made the moment in your life that turned you around and made you who you are. And there's everything. It, like everybody else's are the most like stupid things ever about just like getting really fucked up at a party and throwing up or like seeing a horse walk through a city. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. So that's so another thing
2: I had to mention about the Kirby show. Kirby Howell Baptiste is uh, another thing. That's great. We all love about Breaking Bad is the level of planning that goes into the story yeah. where something will pay off episodes later. The same goes for Silicon Valley, which is where Alec Berg is for, uh, but with comedy and that joke is, that was my second biggest laugh of the season when it's finally revealed that her uncle burned her mom alive yeah. <laughs> in, in that house yeah it's so because i was like okay this horse thing is like pretty funny but is that it and then they the way that that joke ends is perfect yeah, like it's great like, well, but that's
0: that's not yeah important. it's
2: amazing joke construction um so yeah also in this episode uh the real jay roach and allison jones make cameos right allison jones the fucking goddess i'm gonna fucking talk about her in our next episode when we talk about book smart don't worry um great great cameos by them to like make fun of themselves because it is an extremely reductive view of how casting works yeah um but it's it's all jokes very very funny and then we get set up for
0: this episode and the next episode have this crazy tension of uh fukes well before we get to that i just had one more point about the the little performance that they put on. Mm. Uh, I just love how uncomfortable it was to see some of these performances. Like it was so, some of them were so cringy. As I can only so imagine bad. how
3: cringy it is in real life to be like in an improv class or like, or whatever. just like, yeah, going
1: to like a local theater.
3: It's yeah. not good. Yeah. But even improv is like funny or like, improv or like, yeah, whatever. Like it's, they're so, it's so weird. This is see. supposed oh, it's, to it's be, this is yeah. supposed to be,
0: not only is it supposed to be very serious, but it's supposed to be like, their actual life yeah so it's even more serious for them but just watching it is like oh it was so uncomfortable yeah so uncomfortable and
3: i like it because it feels like something that can only be written by people that have experienced it and have been in these theater groups themselves yeah they've probably seen shit like this all the time and they can only draw from that kind of experience and
0: there's one more payoff there where finally it gets to sally and bill's piece and they go up and perform it And Sally gets, like, too wrapped up in the moment, and she flips the table where it should be Barry flipping the table because he's the one that's angry. She should be the one that's scared. She gets completely flipped around on what the emotions of the scene were intended to be, and the scene gets derailed. Barry leaves, and she's crying because she fucked everything up, but it turns out that people responded better to that or not better, but she they responded to that when she thought that it was a train well, wreck.
1: And that's actually – and that's one of the things about the show that's, like, so genius about – like, you can tell they actually have women in the writing room, like, working on this because that's something that people want to see. People think that that's what empowerment is, is standing up against the man. And people, like, look at that and they're like, she's so brave. I could never do anything like that, even if it's not real it's not actually what happened. Sally didn't actually ever stand up. She fled away in the night whenever she could get away. But it's what, she wishes, what she wishes would have happened. That's what she wishes would have happened. And people more want the idealized version of things than they want the truth. Yeah, anything really. Which And that kind of leads into everything with the ending. Um, Actually, before we get into the ending, I did want to talk about everything with uh, Anthony Kerrigan and the Chechens yeah. storyline this season. So good. Um, they, I
0: love... He, Barry trains this army... <laughs> to go up against the, the Bolivians bo- and the the um, monks, monks. Just yeah. the
3: whole reason he even gets to that point in his life is just <laughs> so funny. Man, but dude, he is just such a great actor,
1: man. Yeah, like he's Anthony a, Kerrigan is he's just a powerhouse. He is so good. There's he's one so shot funny
0: after all of the shit and, goes down in the house and he's hiding behind that Buddhist statue. Oh <laughs> uh, he yeah, like,
1: like, like, hey, hey. like He's
0: just in him crouches down I mean, behind
1: but, it. Yeah. Before that even happens, and oh, we get so the good. Chechens themselves turning on his character. And then they all side with Barry's apprentice guy who like he trains and this guy becomes like this god tier uh uh-huh. marksman I guess
0: that whole thing is genius writing right because we have this group of guys that don't even know how to hold a gun and then barry <laughs> trains them to be expert killers that he makes an army out of them and then they uh, there's even a moment in that where that leader guy he goes up to barry and he's like thank you for empowering me because I didn't feel like I had that in me to be this in this le- mm-hmm. leadership position, you instilled that in me. You inspired me. So thank you. And he ends up being pretty much the new leader of the Touches. Yeah, because... well, he
1: saves them because they are they get screwed. The Bolivians and the monks like figure out what's happening, so they put them on a bus and set the yeah. bus on fire. And it's this and new Hank leader is like, who... is, like,
0: confessing yeah. that he should have been What – what is the, the line? Oh, the line is so good. He's like, I'm an orthopedist at heart or yeah, something like that. Yeah, whatever he is, whatever
2: <laughs> kind of doctor he is. Um, Yeah, th- that was all amazing. Anthony Kerrigan's amazing. Um, This show is an um, unbelievable juggling act. Like, think about all the plot lines that we're talking about and that we haven't even mentioned yet. And this show is, like,
0: 30-something minutes per episode. Yep. Like – well, it's it's so efficient. There's no time wasting. Exactly.
2: And that's unbelievable because comedies, especially modern comedies, have a lot of time wasting. And this mm-hmm. doesn't have any. Like, it's so uh, lean. It's such a lean, precise show that we're dealing with probably, I guess, four main plot lines that end up intermingling with each other that we genuinely care about all of them. And we understand exactly what's happening in all of them, which that's another thing that can happen is you end up losing sight of what's going on with, like the least important one or something like that.
3: Yeah, that was my, maybe not even a complaint, but my only observation of season one to season two is that season one did feel like a little bit more loose than season yeah. two. Yeah, especially
0: at the beginning.
3: Yeah, and not even an issue really because it was still a great show, but you can tell that season two felt way more focused and like way more like Intentional. Contained. Yeah. Well, not even contained, but like more... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just felt like it's more precise and yeah, yeah. Like, I I really like that. And now I'm like even more excited for season three because it seems like they have a actual maybe roadmap of where they're going. They, yeah, they
2: they, they have do
3: Yeah, this, this show.
1: I mean, this seems like a show where like Barry Pro- or Barry, um, where Bill Hader went to HBO and was like, "Look, I have four seasons, and this is how it's going to begin. These are where we're going to go, and then this is how it's going to end." And you can tell that everything. Seems like it is perfectly mapped out, like this road yeah. that they have laid out for themselves. And now that kind of leads us into the main plot line that we have here over the last two episodes, which is Fuchs um, Barry snapping on Fuchs and saying, "I don't need you. Without me, you're nothing." And Fuchs just being like really going off and saying, "Like you need me. Yeah, you need me as evil. much as I need you." So he takes Jean, tells her, tells him that we have some more information. Well, we first
0: he goes rogue in the woods to find the body. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Such a... Uh, that, that cliffhanger? Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude. He's, like, searching... His show knows how to end episode. He's, like,
0: camping <laughs> in the woods, like, trying to... He, he like... It goes dark, and he has nothing left. He's, yeah. He's just, and like, he's And it's played for around. laughs,
2: because they play this character, Fuchs, a lot for laughs, because Steven Roots a funny dude. Mm. Yeah. It's funny yeah. to watch him squirm and struggle. Uh, But... <laughs> When he gets fucking evil, he gets immensely yeah, he's evil. He's terrifying. Yeah, because yeah. he's a good
0: actor. He finally yeah. finds the car. Then he uh he p- uh, poses as a private investigator, then takes Gene out to the car. Mm.
3: And then that's when we get that cliffhanger, which such I mean that whole, like weak wait for between like the <laughs> <Yeah. episodes. laughs> Like oh my god. That's why we
1: watch we've been doing like live episodes for Game of Thrones. And I was like honestly like game of thrones can end i just want to see the new episode of barry <laughs> yeah. as soon as we watched that i went home and just watched barry because i'm like i can't wait and this is this.
2: this is another sign of amazing planning going on that, to, to end an yeah. episode on a note like that so consistently that's so hard yeah to do oh, yeah. To yeah. End, always have a like ending it. a movie on a on a great note is hard and that's just one ending this yeah. is fucking
0: eight endings a year um, and it doesn't and they just feel it and at the next episode which i think is the finale um, yeah, yeah, Berkman over Yeah, Block. Yeah, that it doesn't feel derailed when Fugues finds himself like incapable of murdering Gene. It, that doesn't feel like a cop-out from the show. It it, yeah, it seems sincere, Fugues Has not he,
2: been established at any point as an actual murderer. Yeah,
0: he doesn't do the dirty work. That's yeah. why he needs Barry. And I really I thought that worked well. I mean, just consistently the writing here is so good, and this finale is full of of amazing moments and amazing payoffs, and that's just one of them. So,
1: I mean, we were talking about juggling tone, and while I do that from a dramatic and a comedy perspective, they also do that all the time with Barry's character himself. I think the one thing that fundamentally holds Barry together is that Barry is a very selfish person. Think back a few episodes ago whenever uh, Sally's ex-husband came over and, like, he was about to go in there and kill him. Yeah. Then he was just like, no, I can't do that. Like, that's going to mess up. Like, everybody will know me as the killer. But then when he knows that Gene was brought into all of this. Framed. Was framed. And then finds out where Fuchs is. He breaks true bad. He goes apeshit. He literally, like, I've never seen Bill Hader's face like that, where he just literally, like, the blood leaves his face, and you're like, oh, this is an evil robot coming after (laughs) this
0: There's another point, to your point, about him being selfish, which is when he's on the phone with Fugues, and Fugues is like, oh, you think you're so good? You think you're a hero? Turn yourself in. Yeah. Tell tell the cops that you
3: killed her. He you won't, save but you won't do that. which he's friend. not wrong about. Like yeah. that's the crazy thing. Like we we sometimes we like lose track of the fact that Barry is not a good guy. Yeah, like we root for him so much, mm-hmm. but he really is just not a he's a bad. Like, yeah. like he he's a bad person, but like we. It's the Heisenberg thing all over again. Like it's yeah. like, why are we reading for this guy? It was. This,
2: I haven't felt the feeling since so many Walter White moments. Yeah, where you're
3: like, damn it,
1: Walt, and you're like, and you're, like, and you're <laughs> like, this is the time where I'm gonna jump off of this character, and then they bring you back in again. Like that, I don't even know how we're gonna feel. I mean, I'm still like, I know that we're still going to get sucked back into I mean, this Barry he... character, but like, whenever he goes in there, and he kills everybody, and the worst scene, like that, almost like. It really hit me in the gut whenever it happens because he goes in there, kills Estebal and um or er, Esther or er, Esther, Esther and uh, Esther, Esther. D- and Cristobal <laughs> and uh like mows down Are all the Chechens them? and everybody else. Yeah, Estebal. Um, so Which, uh, by
0: the way, Hank and Christobal, I
1: that's how I'm shipping.
0: They were Hankaball. Um, they were really feeling each other. Yeah, they were.
1: Um, but goes in there, starts mowing down everybody. But then he opens up the door and he sees like his apprentice and he puts down the gun and he smiles like seeing, he's like, sweet. Yeah. Like it's Barry. And Barry just shoots him right in between the eyes. Like
2: he kills in upwards of 20
3: people. No hesitation either. Like, yeah,
0: no, it's literally, it's robotic, but that just goes in. there. Yeah. That ties back to what I was talking about earlier about the, the writing, the genius writing of that subplot of that setting up that guy. And, it's all paid off in just this one close up that we get of his face gripping the assault rifle and getting ready for whoever's gonna open up that door. and there's just so much importance held there. You see his entire journey in that shot of like man, I am a leader. I am I am great. I am a a, a fucking amazing uh, I guess just killer like just a badass motherfucker. And boom, he's just gunned down. Well, yeah,
1: and it shows everything about how much it really shows in the I don't know who the actor is who played that character. Oh, I like that guy a lot. His acting that like in that moment, you can feel that Barry meant so much more to him than he meant to Barry. Oh, yeah. That like you can feel the weight that he just he doesn't know who's coming in. He knows that somebody's coming down, mowing in there, mowing down his men. And he's like, I'm going to be the hero here. He sees that it's Barry. And his moment isn't just a moment of anger. It's a moment of like, oh, this is my mentor. Like, here mm-hmm. I am. And then that, and Barry just kills him without a, thinking about it. And then finally, whenever he realizes Fuchs isn't there, he walks back there and he realizes. He like relaxes all the adrenaline leaves of his body and he sees the aftermath of everything that he's done. Yeah. And all the bodies and then, he's killed.
2: And uh, then yet another example of amazing planning. There the are a couple, final moment. A couple more to address. A, the bullet that goes into esther is the one that was supposed to all along which is like that's genius that's galaxy brain and then the
1: pin the
0: chechen pin which he throws into he
2: throws in the the in there
1: in case anybody ever found it so they could be blamed on the chechens yeah right and then
0: uh yeah i mean i think the the biggest what the fuck here is finally we get to see what fugues whispered in his ear. So this was at the begin the very beginning of the episode, we see Fugues whispering into Gene's ear and then it's not revealed until the last moments of the episode. He tells him Barry did this. Yeah. Barry. Bushman and did Gene this, just yeah. sits up <laughs> and that's it. In the bed. Yeah. And, and it's a it's boom. a goosebumpy thing. So yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's one of the why well, like the anticipation between season one and season two was so high where you're like, how can Barry ever come back from this? This is so much more dramatic of a wait because the person who's telling him that, like, like, think, I mean, before Barry goes on this rampage, he talks to Leo who, like, picks up his dad from jail. And he tells Leo, like, I think your dad is right. I think the people can change. And then immediately after that, he gets the text from Hank, like, hey, we're hanging out with Fuchs. Come Mm. on over. Mm. And then after that, it shows it really is this juggling act of like can people change and I think that's one of, like that's almost the thesis of this show yeah. is can people really change their natures and
0: gene knows about what Barry did in
2: yeah. Afghanistan so it's not like this yeah. is a
1: surprise like this isn't a total a shock. shock
2: so going into next season we have a lot of dominoes in place like we're all we're all insanely excited for it I would I don't want to expect too much because I don't know how you could get much better but like right. there's so much drama in place that I'm expecting a lot um one thing that Bill said in the in the 92nd Street Y that I found the most fascinating out of anything by far is he was answering an audience question and he said the the pitch of the show was what if a hitman want be, you know took an acting class yeah he's but he says what if a hitman took an acting class and then X and he's not allowed to tell us what X is because we haven't gotten to it yet
1: mm. I think if I'm guessing, he has to get famous. Barry's famous. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I mean, maybe... Well, I mean, he goes in there for the audition. He gives it very flat and then he just walks out and they're like, huh, that was interesting. He's gonna get 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 cast They didn't add that for no reason. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna get cast as, like, this movie star. Yeah, so
2: he's gonna get big.
0: Sarah Goldberg
2: is is set up to get pretty
0: big as well. Realistic that, like, everyone
2: oh, was crowding her? around I, her. I, I saw that more as yeah. a visual thing not yeah. as like an actual because yeah. that is like absurd. a thematic thing yeah, yeah there i mean there are a couple directing issues over the season where it's like no one saw him escape from that grocery store there's things like that I where it's would, like yeah. but it's, 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 it's almost comedy. like they're not even
0: issues it's it's just a choice well you know? yeah
2: it's it's a short show and i don't care the the show moves at a pace so that you do not find yourself ruminating ever you're like what's the next scene because you got to watch the next scene it's all important uh so i'm
0: insanely excited Uh, i I did want to say this final episode um had the biggest ratings of mm -hmm. any episode it had 2.2 million viewers um the only other episode that had reached anywhere near that was the uh fight the ronnie slash (laughs) lily that one was 2.03 but season one even, like, the first two episodes of season two were only, like, half a million viewers. Well, was it uh,
2: following Game of Thrones in season one? I No. Well, uh, it's starting yeah. episode that's three.
1: It. They all were following Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's, that's so the So it's getting the bump. It's, it's getting the bump, bump. But also, I feel like it is reaching the point now where the word of mouth is really getting out there about this show. That This show has the belt. Like, well, this show is the best show on a, TV. Oh, yeah, and it's easily. also – it's
2: not going to get cancelled. HBO is not a network that would get rid of Barry. I mean they have
3: high maintenance stuff going on, so they're <laughs> yeah, like yeah. <laughs> they're cool with it. They're...
0: it.
2: Yeah. What was
3: the name hey, of man, the they canceled
1: vinyl? Oh, no, no, Bobby
3: Cannavale's no. kind of vehicle. What was the name
1: of the CEO of HBO who just uh stepped down? Um I can't remember what his name is, but there's a Guy, really Guy great... Richie? No. Um there's <laughs> a I'm really guessing. great interview with um I need to find his name now. There's a really great interview with Bill Simmons where he kinda talks about his mindset whenever he picks up people, because whenever they pick up a show, it's not for the show. It's for the creators. Mm. And that's why they are always willing, HBO is always willing to hold on to a show until it goes bad, because they trust in the creators, and they're like, look, you have this vision. We're buying into you as a product. Like, even, so, for example, HBO, like, they had this show with Bill Simmons any given Wednesday. Mm. That show bombed, like, I like it because I'm a huge Bill Simmons fan but it's not a great show it wasn't, wasn't very well put together It's not very well put together but even, despite it failing like you still came up they still like got together and were like all right yeah like yeah the show didn't work but what next like we're we're not gonna just drop off of you It's not like any other network would just be like, all right on to the next thing but they're so willing to trust in the creators and that's why I feel like HBO is the perfect vehicle for this show yeah I- extremely excited for the next season. Uh in next
2: per-
3: year 2020.
2: yeah in particular, I really want to know how they're gonna deal with us. Are we still gonna like Barry? That's the See, biggest question for me. That's
3: what I love about the finale is that it like in one shot with the whole thing like with um uh like them re- like revealing that Barry or that he whispered that into his ear about mm-hmm. Barry um that alone like tells you next season it cannot be the same. Like, yeah. No matter what, like, happens, it can't be the same. It's going to be a fundamentally different Yeah, scene. like, what if... he's
2: got to kill Gene, right? I mean, what the hell?
3: Oh, what else is he going to do? What
2: if Barry
0: is the villain of the show? I mean, he kind of already is, but what if we... I don't know. What if the show starts to focus more on Hank or, or
1: more on Gene, Sally. More on Sal- S- Sally or could... Uh, maybe. Sally could I mean, take over as, like, the new hero of the show. I could definitely see if, like... Maybe Barry makes it big. Maybe his mu- his movie that he's in makes a ton of money, and he becomes this star. Yeah, he's like the new And Galifian he becomes Anacchus super nar- narcissistic kind <laughs> of guy. They, tears do, apart their relationship. And do they mix
0: the acting stuff with the m- assassin stuff? Because right now they're very separate.
3: I think by the end of the show, he like wins like an Emmy or something, or like an Oscar or something, and then he gets shot on stage. I think that he just like gets into like a whole like. He plays a, I don't even know. He plays like, an Oscar for
1: a movie pl- basically playing himself that he writes and directs. Oh, <laughs> yo. And Bill like Hader gets actually. out there and is just like, I'm actually Bill Hader. I've done all these things. I've killed okay, people. Okay, you
3: might be kidding, but I kind of like that idea of him like having like an entire movie where he plays an assassin. Yeah. And it becomes like a full circle. Like That's his performance art. Yeah. Like, he... Kind of like
2: Bojack in the new season where he's playing this toxic guy.
3: Oh, okay. I haven't seen the new season yet. Oh, but, sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's but... so <laughs> good. It's okay, so okay. good. But like... uh. How cool would that be, though? Like, if he... Yeah, I'd be all in he's gonna, gonna like He's gonna keep, get big. I
0: just keep thinking about Gene and, like, how easy it he's... is for him to be to take Barry down. I do think
2: That's Gene what I'm dies. saying. He's gotta
0: die. I don't see any other
2: way. Or I maybe, don't want him to. Hammer, or like, maybe where...
3: Gene dies, like, heart attack or... Like, he doesn't kill Gene, but Gene dies, like, a heart attack or something. He's an old guy. I mean, it's possible.
2: Uh, Barry just watches him choke to death on his own vomit.
3: Yeah, I... <laughs> 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 Spoilers for Breaking
1: Bad, Jesus. Well you it's like know. Breaking Bad season two. They don't know but... I'm
0: talking about Jesse. Yeah. Um <laughs> all right. I think we can wrap, it wrap it up there. It. Uh thanks for listening to We Bought a Mike. You can listen to our review of Book Smart on if you haven't already. And next week I think we're doing Godzilla Rocket Man. I'm not watching Godzilla.
1: I, I don't know dude, he king a monster. It king can be chill. Monster. It could be chill. Uh,
3: Ma? you would Okay, oh, okay. oh is that song. Song. Oh, oh, yeah. comes out? Yeah, film of the century. You There's do been have no buzz now. about it That's at true. all. I am so. Excited. I don't know a single critic who's even seen it. I yet, have so. not seen it yet, but I am extremely excited because it looks like. Twitter is just promoting the shit out of that movie. It's like, like, and like, and it like it.
1: very
2: yeah. meme-worthy.
3: It
1: looks like the perfect Blumhouse movie, and that's yeah. why I'm excited can't for it. Can't you
2: see, like, in the near future, possibly now, big studio execs being like, yeah, but what are th- what's the meme potential for this premise? <laughs> yeah. Like, Before it comes out, that, half the marketing for Marwyn. D&D <laughs> were ahead of the time, and yeah. Marwyn. It can go wrong a la Marwyn. or will tell you that. I'll, I'm gonna, Not an Oscar yeah. bump, though, I'm going to become a meme advertiser all right get like casey Frey to do a thing or whatever so, i don't know
0: reach us on twitter at we bought a mic uh instagram facebook at we bought a mic and we bought a mic at gmail.com with your thoughts on aladdin 2019 not 1992 don't even
1: don't even actually, talk to me about let that. me know what 92 what you think about it mm. let me know what you think about robin williams voice acting yeah. about the fact that he actually sings unlike uh Will Smith, who just raps, because Will Smith is not a singer.
0: (laughs) If you like the second season of Barry, please hit us up with your takes. If if you you, like it. And if you attended Cannes, Mm. please send us your pictures of any French food that you ate. A.A. Dowd. Yeah. David
1: Ehrlich, we're talking to you guys. Tarantino, if you want to step Come in the, on here, you step in the man
0: cave. We're
2: not going like, to put you down for how you treat women. Yeah, dude. this
3: is
1: a boys only podcast. so <laughs>
2: You're or if you welcome wanna, like, here.
3: Correcting your pronunciations, they might have done this episode. Feel free to like record yeah, it. And I send guess. it in. Come cans. <laughs> we're on, to can. We're going to have Koopas, Emma
2: though. Speaks
0: on, <laughs> <laughs> the YouTube user, next week. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, check out our review of BookSmart. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Later. Adam. On. Yep. Oh, yeah, you. <laughs> wanna, what do you want to plug?
3: Um, my letterboxed, I guess, or my Twitter at Adam J. Sidorius. So yeah, if you like shitty memes and mo- movie reviews, I'm on there. I do. So yeah,
0: I would not say they're shitty. Adam, oh, I like. You're I a like them. you. Are good memes are it's intentionally good. shitty. You're
1: a good follow. You're a good sit. I appreciate um, it guys Also hopefully
0: <laughs> next week We will finally give you Our thoughts on Tyler the creator's Igor Oh
2: big music Catch up next week yeah. We're talking yes. Tyler Steve Lacey Megan the Stallion
0: uh, Rico Nasty Injury Reserve DJ Khaled Maybe Maybe that Aladdin soundtrack We're gonna no, go no, track no. by track On the Aladdin soundtrack <laughs> Big big music next week Alright Thanks for listening We love you Bye bye Bye
4: We done show we kiss all long we breathe through the nose till the breath is gone and everything slows everything rose now ah. you use bows